I didn't hear anything he said. You're going back there and turn off the lights, I think. One of these days I'm going to get some hearing aids. But uh, till then, everybody's just got to put up with me. God's got grace for that too, you know. Uh, you know, I've been doing study, studying on grace, and there's over 15 types of grace, different types of grace uh, mentioned in the Bible. And uh, <clears throat> I want to uh, take these this week and next week and go over those uh, 15 types of grace. We, you know what? The older I get, the more I appreciate God's grace. The more I realize how important it is in my life personally. Uh, and I, I know you experience that too. Uh, when we're young, we're full of vim, vigor, and vitality, and, and nothing gets us down. But the older we get, the more we realize we need God's grace. And uh, it's amazing. I never dreamed that there was that many types of grace. I started looking at this. And, uh, but God is a gracious God. Uh, I know God's been very gracious in my life. I uh, started going to church when I was in the, uh, I guess, the beginner's department. Because I remember all standing around in, in a circle and singing the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand along on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, and other little songs like that. And uh, uh, I remember going into the primary department. There was a church, a big church, across the street, the side street. You know what I mean by side street. It's just the street between the two uh, main streets, and the houses face this way, and the church, church faced the other way. And I started going with my landlady, and uh, went every Sunday. She she tricked me, and uh, but I don't think she'll have to answer for for that. I, it was a good trick. She told me, you know, I'm I'm old and feeble. She had a little cane, as I remember, but she told me, I, I need your help. Uh, I, I I need some help. They had. Uh, I think they had torn up the street or something, or it was a gravel street or something doing this way. I need your help getting across the street and uh, so I can go to church. And I said, if you can just help me and hold my hand as I go across the street, then I'll feel secure and things will be better. So I was out there the next morning bright and early and waiting on her to come out. She uh, lived in a little garage apartment at the back of the property. And uh, we, we lived in the front house, and we came, she came out, and, and uh, so I took her hand. And she was a pretty big woman, and uh, if she had fallen, I couldn't have done anything except throw myself under her, you know, <laughs> and break the fall or something. But... Uh, Anyway, I never thought about that two years later, right? Uh, I couldn't have done anything if she fell, but we, uh, we walked across the street. 
And uh, I said, okay, so uh, I'll, I'll be here to help you back home after church. She said, uh, well, can, can, you, can you walk me around to the front of the church? Can you help me get around there? So I said, sure, I guess so. So I helped her around to the front of the church. And uh, she said, uh, okay. I said, okay, you, I'll be here to help you back. She said, what, how are you going to know what time the church is out? And I said, I don't know. I didn't even know how to tell time or anything. And uh, so I said, uh, well, I don't really know. Uh, she said, I tell you what, won't you come with me and you go to, the, to your own Sunday school class? And uh, she'd already arranged this with my grandmother and gotten permission. And uh, then after church, I'll, I'll come get you and you can go with, sit with me in the church service. And uh, we did that every Sunday. Uh, we had moved away from there and my parents took me, uh, moved two different places on the same street. And I walked a block this way and went to church and I, we was on the other side and I was older and I could cross 33rd Street and we walked the other way. And, uh, and up and then I even, parents took me over there after we moved on the good ways off. And uh, that's my experience in getting in church. And I didn't ever get saved in that church. I got saved in the Fundamental Baptist Church uh, when I was a teenager. But I, I got some experience with God. And God, God showed grace on me. As he had his hand on me as a young boy. I didn't know I was going to be a preacher for over 55 years and several churches. I, did, I didn't know that. Never dreamed that that happened. And, uh, but God, God's such a gracious God. By the way, I never dreamed there was 10 different kinds of graces, graces <laughs> in the Bible. God's grace is important, isn't it? God's grace wants to reach everybody. And uh, so we're going to look at about, uh, we're not going to take long, that's why I'm doing all this, giving you some background of my life, uh, because uh, we're, going to, we're going to have time to, to get through this. And uh, I just want, I want you to learn a little bit how I guess talk forever about how the grace of God all throughout my life from a child on uh, came from a broken home and just my dad. My dad prayed with me every night. He wasn't saved until later. But he taught me how to pray that little prayer. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Then we go into the God bless Mommy and Daddy and Granny Lou that we who lived with and which my his his mom and uh, I'd go down the list and just God bless everybody I knew and uh, ended up with God bless me and make me a good little boy and he did I was a good little boy I I, I grew out of it but 
wasn't perfect by any means, but uh, uh, my dad wasn't even saved, and he prayed with me uh, every night. He, he, he felt that that was important, you know, to teach me how to pray to the Lord. So I, God's grace has been with me. I can see how His grace has been with me, and I'm realizing older I get that I need Him more now than I ever have. Do you feel that way? <clears throat> As you get older, do you feel like you need to cling to the grace of God? <laughs> and you appreciate the grace of God so much more uh, than maybe you did when you was younger. You didn't think much about it. So uh, let's begin. Uh, I'm going to not dwell a long time on any of these, but I just want to give these to you. I've got, uh, I think it's seven of them tonight. I want to give you. Uh, one is uh, called uh, Common Grace. Common Grace. And I won't give you that. Let's bow our heads before we start. Father, bless us now and be with us. And Lord, I pray you speak to our hearts and help us to uh, learn today. And maybe if we don't do anything, maybe uh, this week and next week we'll learn how to appreciate your grace so much. That's how you reach down and touch our life. That's how you keep us going. You protect us and you lead us. You're such a gracious God. Thank you for that. And just be with us. We pray in Jesus' name for His sake. Amen. First one is called Common Grace. It's uh, freely given to all of humanity. Uh, there's not a person that ever lived that doesn't have that common grace of God. God loves and cares for every person throughout the world. Whether they know God or not, whether they're the heathen and uh, in some kind of foreign country, uh, and never, whether they ever think about God, God gives them this common grace to all humanity. Anyone can allow themselves to be gracious. Have you noticed that? Have you ever met some gracious people that didn't even know the Lord? But they were good people. They were gracious. They were kind. Where do they get that? From the common grace that God gives us to help us be decent people and help us to be gracious. Uh, now, men can reject that grace and, and men can do anything they want, you know. Uh, but God helps uh, wants to help people to be gracious and to be kind and to live. Well, let God help you live by grace and uh, be what you ought to be. Uh, God helps everybody. He doesn't just help Christians. He helps everybody. He loves the whole world. Amen? And He's always working in everybody's life uh, through this common grace that he has for all of mankind. Not anybody uh, out of reach of God's love. He loves the whole world. He so loved the world of mankind that he gave his only begotten son. Not anybody that God doesn't love. Then there's a prevalent grace. Uh, it prepares our hearts and minds to hear and to receive the Word of God. It, it uh, works in our life 
and prevails on us every time we hear the Word of God, every time we hear a message, every time we read our Bible and uh, His Word prevails uh, by grace in our life. It prepares our hearts and our minds to hear and receive the Word. Uh, Any time the Word is, is, uh, comes in our life anyway, from the TV or the radio or just uh, hearing a, a recording or whatever, uh, it's prevalent grace. It's always there. It prepares our hearts and our minds to hear and receive the Word of God. John 6.44 says, No man can come to me except uh, that the Father which hath uh, sent me draw him, and I will raise him up in the last day. Uh, God's grace prevails in our life continually. Continually. Now, it's a lot more effective uh, for Christians that are saved and and, um, that are in church regular. Uh, uh, That prevailing grace is is a lot more effective. But even uh, someone that doesn't even go to church, or maybe they went to church when they was little and they got away from it and didn't stay faithful. Uh, God's grace still prevails uh, toward them. Aren't you glad of that? Uh, God loves us so much, and uh, He's constantly trying to get His grace to us to help us, even if we're uh, not in church. Even if it, there's, you know, how many backslidden Christians there are in this world today. Uh, used to be uh, faithful Christians, and or maybe never were real faithful. Uh, but uh, there's people that have, sometime or another, been uh, across the path of God's grace, and God's grace still prevails uh, in their life. <clears throat> then uh, number three, there's. Uh, uh, I can't read my writing. Oh, preached grace. Uh, preached grace is bringing the gospel to the world. Did you know the Bible says go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? And that's not written just to preachers. It's written to every Christian, every believer is supposed to be preaching the gospel to every creature. What does the word preach mean? It means to tell forth. To tell them the good news. In other words, to witness, to be a soul winner. Uh, God expects every Christian, and he has special grace for that, uh, for us to be able to do that. You say, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I wish I could tell you how many Christians have gone for years without ever trying to even hand out a tract. Because they just didn't feel like they were uh, able to do that. Well, God's got uh, grace to give you to help you to do that. Uh, And to make you effective in it. And uh, so he prepares our hearts and our minds. Uh, Well, this is actually not for the witnessing. This is God working in our lives before we ever come to Christ even. Uh, He prevails in our lives through grace. He prepares our hearts and our minds to hear and to receive the Word. 
Uh, John 6, 44, No man can come to me except the Father uh, which hath sent me draw him, and I will uh, raise him up in the last day. Long before you ever thought about coming to God, he thought about you. And he was working in your life through prevailing grace. He's always prevailing uh, on, on the lost. Uh, the lost people can't drive down this church, uh, down the, this road in front of the church, without uh, the Lord prevailing on them by grace. To, and they're thinking, you know, I, I ought to go to that church someday. Uh, you know, I've been there a long time. I, you know, and puts things in their minds by His grace. God is always working. Did you know that? We think that it's, it's us. It's all up to us. But God, God's grace is always prevailing on people. We're, we're a landmark in this church, uh, in this community. Uh, there, I, I guarantee there's, this small town, especially, there's hardly anybody that doesn't know this church is here. And uh, they hear about it. They read something about it. And, and the Lord speaks to them. By His grace, He's always speaking to them uh, to come to the Father. Then there's preach, preached grace or preaching grace. Uh, <clears throat> preached grace uh, is bringing the gospel to the world. That's why witnessing and soul winning is, is uh, uh, by God's grace. Uh, God is with anybody that will tell forth the good news and, and uh, uh, with preached grace. It's bringing the gospel to the world. Uh, this grace has a power to transfer uh, hearts and families and even countries. Uh, it is called... The grace, because it's uh, only through uh, spirit, it's only through a spiritual call, the spiritual calling of the Holy Spirit, that we have the opportunity to hear the gospel, <coughs> which is uh, the gospel which is to come, uh, as it is in all the world. God wants the gospel to go into all the world. Uh, he wants everyone to hear it and uh, to bring forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you were saved. Uh, it's a, a preached gospel. You know, every believer ought to be a preacher of the gospel. It just means to tell forth. Uh, yeah, I wasn't called. Yeah, you were. God called all Christians to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature to tell forth, to tell the good news. You know, we know the best news that anybody has ever heard. Amen? Can we keep that to ourselves? Can we never? Uh, well, I just can't. You can carry some tracks. You can just give out a tract. And smile at people and say, hey, I got some good news. Would you read this when you get a chance? Uh, you'd be surprised how many people would take a track and read it. 
and uh, are just being through some acts of kind, uh, kindness and invite them to church. You don't know what God might do through that. Uh, just being kind. Uh, you're, uh, it's, God is preparing hearts through that <clears throat> and where they can get the gospel. Then there's saving grace. Uh, it came through Jesus Christ. It means that He died uh, for our sins. Ephesians 1, 6-7 to, uh, to the praise of the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us accepted and, and the beloved in whom uh, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. It's saving grace. Everyone else that has been saved have experienced the saving grace of God. Uh, grace is just God giving me the desire and the ability to do His will. And His will for, for every person is that they come to Christ and receive Him as their Savior. There's no Christian that can ever say they haven't experienced God's grace in their life because His grace is what brought you to Christ. And if you're faithful in church, guess what? His grace is what just keeps bringing you back. Uh, if you're like most of us, uh, and nobody likes to admit this, but many a Sunday morning, you think about, no matter how faithful you are, well, I just don't feel like going to church today. It's too cold. It's too warm. It's too beautiful. It's too cloudy. Uh, this bed feels too good. You know, you ever start doing that? Just giving yourself. I mean, I don't care how faithful you are. The devil, he especially goes after faithful Christians. You know that? Uh, and if you're faithful to the Lord, he, you're in his, uh, the eyesight of his gun. And he's after you. He never gives up your whole life. Uh, but by the grace of God, you can just be faithful uh, and be faithful to the Lord. So you receive that saving grace. He came to Jesus and He died to your, for your sins and He keeps you going. Ephesians 1, 6 and 7. Did I read that? Uh, the praise of the glory of His grace wherein He has made us accepted in the Beloved. I read that? I don't think I did. <clears throat> You're looking at me like a calf looking at a new gauge, you know. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> and which, you see why I need God's grace? I'm an old man, and I need God's grace. I know I do. Amen? Uh, in whom we have received, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. All that came to us by His grace. The grace, God is always look, working in our life. If we're not saved, to give us the grace to be saved. If we are saved, for us to, have you ever heard this term? I know you have. Grow in grace. Growing in grace. See, we never, we never get to where we don't need God's grace. 
We need to grow in grace our entire life. Throughout our life, we never stop growing. Now, in our bodies, we, we grow up, we mature, we become an adult, and then we keep growing, we grow older. Uh, we never stop growing. Uh, we, we, we just keep growing our whole life. Well, we need grace for that too, don't we? We need grace to grow older. Amen? And maybe you need to pray for more grace not to grow cranky in your old age. Amen? Isn't it easy? I mean, we, we can tell ourselves, well, we have a right to be cranky. We're, we, we don't feel good. We got aches and pains. It's hard to get uh, to keep going, you know. Uh, but by the grace of God, you can keep going. And you don't have to be cranky about it. Amen. You, you can have a sweet spirit. Uh, I remember my pastor telling us in the sermon he preached one time, he said, I'm, I told my wife the other day, I said, I, I don't want to be a cranky old preacher. I, I, want, I want to grow sweetly and everything. And she looked at him and said, well, you better get started. Amen. Uh, nobody knows a person like their mate. Amen. And uh, he was sincere. He wanted to be have the grace to uh, be kind as we grow older. Amen. And God's got the grace for that. There's grace of acceptance. Uh, Jesus Christ is our example. Uh, the the grace. Of, a, of grace of acceptance when he willingly came to earth to die for our sins. Uh, he accepted um, a big job. He left heaven's glory uh, with he was with the Father, and he came when was born of a virgin, and he went. Can you imagine the first time he? He was in a carp- uh, raised in a carpenter's shop. Can you imagine the first time he hit his finger with a hammer and it was so painful? He never felt pain through all eternity past. But he became a man and uh, he had to accept what it meant to be a human and to have pain and to get tired and to get weary and uh, to have people not appreciate you or have people, can you imagine, I'm sure people brought their furniture they, back to him and his father and said, I don't like this. I want you to make it over, you know. He had to deal with all that. That's just part of life. Uh, but uh, Jesus in, in, exemplifies this grace of acceptance when he willingly came to earth to die for us. He accepted what God had for him, what the Father had for him. And uh, he personally uh, showed that in his life. He accepted God's will to go to the cross and, and to die. I'm sure from the time that he uh, learned that he was God's son and, and um, that he was miraculously born and, and 
uh, by a virgin. Uh, I bet that was quite a blow. Uh, but he, he had a big job. And of course, he had the divine grace uh, in him like no other person ever has because he was part God. And, uh, and the Father gave him the grace uh, to, um, to the point of accepting the weaknesses of being a, a human and, uh, and to accept the challenge of our needs as his creation. To, uh, to be with us and to meet our needs. And a believer's uh, testimony is a, a living example of the grace of God. Uh, <clears throat> we have to accept that, though. God wants to give you the grace to have a good testimony. Uh, but it has to be accepted by you. I mean, just like Jesus accepted the grace to be the Savior of mankind. We as Christians have to realize we're, we're, not, uh, we're not just to be a Christian. We're not to just go to church. We're to find ways to serve the Lord in our community and to serve others and to show kindness and to show love and to show compassion You've got to have that before you can show it, don't you? Amen. Uh, We've got to uh, have that in our life. By God's grace, you may not be that type of person, but God's grace can make you that type of person, you know, where you can just want to help people, uh, just want to think about others and to think about what they may be going through uh, and to do what you can to help. Philippians 2, 6 and uh, 7 says, Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He accepted that. Uh, can you imagine growing up and learning that and being taught that you're not any ordinary person. You're God come in the flesh. He had to accept that by the grace of God. Uh, and though he... Uh, he was uh, a man too. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on himself the form of a servant. You know, our Savior was a servant. He had a servant's heart. You ever hear someone say, so-and-so has a servant's heart? Uh, I've heard people have said that about me. And I think that's one of the greatest compliments you can get, uh, to have a servant's heart. Because anybody can be a servant. But you know, it takes God's grace to do that and do that your whole life. Amen? Uh, Because when we're old, you know, I've noticed I need more naps. Amen? I don't know about you, but I need more naps. And I don't have to take a long one, uh, but I need a nap now and then. And I need God's grace to keep going and, uh, uh, and God give me the strength to keep going. But he was made in the likeness of men. He had the, he had the same 
uh, temptations we have. He has the same body we had. He got, if he uh, worked too hard, his muscles got sore, just like we do. If, if uh, he didn't take care of himself, he got sick, just like we do. You, you ever think about Jesus getting sick? Yeah, he was a man. He was God, clothed in human body, but he was a man. And you say, well, he could just heal himself. I guess he could, but I don't think he did. Uh, I think he went through sickness just like we did. Because the Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are. He didn't uh, uh, just bypass sickness just because he was God and he could. He wanted to experience everything that we experience. Uh, and what, what his creation experienced. So he made himself of no reputation and took on the, himself the form of a servant. Uh, he was made in the likeness of men by the grace of God. He did all that by the grace of God. Jesus made himself what he was uh, so we could be made what we were uh, and uh, so that we could be used like he was used to reach people. Then there's sanctifying grace, number six. What is sanctifying grace? Uh, we all seek to be made like uh, holy by sanctifying grace. If we ever are, have any holiness in us, it's uh, by his sanctifying grace. Uh, God has to do that work in us. Amen. We can't, we can't uh, make ourselves more holy. God does that work in us. It's the sanctifying grace. Uh, we all seek to be made holy by sanctifying grace. Uh, meaning we want to uh, go to heaven, but we want to live by his sanctifying grace. Uh, on the way to heaven. Uh, all, all our sins were transformed to Jesus. So all his righteousness could be transformed to us uh, through sanctifying grace. Uh, we're just in God's sight as sinless as Jesus is and was here on earth. That's the way God sees us. We see our sin uh, and we can, we're not, we'll never be sinless, but we all, by the grace of God, can sin less. Amen? And that way we can be sinless. Uh, by that process of sancti sanctifying grace. And then, lastly, there's uh, the adopting grace. Uh, adopting grace is that... Uh, Beautiful moment when we become a part of the family of God. God's family. God has, when he saved us, he adopted us uh, into his family <clears throat> by grace. And this grace transforms our motives for living for God. That doesn't naturally come just because you get saved. It's the adopting grace that takes place in our life uh, that we realize we or God's child. We're not the ordinary person on the street. Uh, God has 
higher expectations for us as his children. Uh, he, we go through chastisement. He chastens us as a father chastens his children. And uh, this grace transforms us in our motives for living for God. We no longer uh, strive to avoid uh, by being adopt, to being adopted grace. Uh, we, but we live for God instead because we're transformed uh, on the inside into what we're adopted to be in the new life. It's by God's grace. Ephesians 1, 4, and 5 uh, four th- says, According as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, you, you just heard about God one time, sometime earlier in your life, but he knew about you before the world was ever made. That we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Well, that takes a lot of grace to be holy. Amen. But by His grace we can. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself. According uh, to the good pleasure of His will. That's, That's what... Part of grace we all should have part in. The adoption of grace. Realize that. Did you know that you can disown one of your own children? They could be rebellious. You could kick them out. But you know by law, if you adopt a child, you can't disown them. It's against the law. Now, if you abuse them too much, they may come and take them away and try to put them in a good home, but you can't ever disown them, adopt a child. That, that's encouraging to me. God's never going to disown me because I was adopted. I was born again into His grace, by His grace, and I was adopted. So I'm in to stay, I guess. Amen? I've been with Him many, many years. And I wouldn't take nothing else but the grace of God working in my life. Well, I hope this is a blessing to you. This is about half the ones I've found. But I, and I didn't realize myself that there was, there's so many types of grace that God has. You know, older I get, the more I know I need God's grace. Amen? I wish I knew that and depended on it as much when I was young, I probably could have got a lot more done. I probably could be a lot more successful. Uh, but it's, it's an essential for the Christian to live by God's grace. And it's the most wonderful thing we can do. The most blessed thing we can do is be adopted for, by God's grace. See, it makes the Christian life so much easier. Because grace is God working in you. He's doing the work to will and to do of His good pleasure. He he makes you willing, makes you enjoy it, and gives you the power to do it, uh, to live by His grace. Amen? 
Okay. Any questions? Did I make myself clear? Huh? Except for the times I didn't. <laughs> Let's stand together and we'll be dismissed in prayer. I don't know what that is. Is that the children? Huh? Oh, in the basement? Okay. I thought somebody was killing somebody or something. I sound like it's coming from outside. I did. I thought they were outside. Okay, well, they're probably all right. <laughs> but uh need to pray for the workers. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for coming tonight. I appreciate you being here and being faithful to the Lord's house. Father, I pray you dismiss us by thy love and thank you for this church. It's such a good group of people here. And Lord, I believe that more will be coming. I know it's still part of the holidays and people are trying to get back to normal. Um, but Lord, I pray that you just bring us more people in on Sunday night and uh, hear these messages. And Lord, I don't think we'll always be preaching on the grace of God, but it's just, I've learned, Lord, there's so much to it, and it's so needed. And it's such a, seem like, a, an inexhaustible uh, thing to preach about. It's the grace of God, and we need it so much. Bless us now and dismiss us with our love. We pray in Jesus' name. For his sake, amen.